All right, what's up, Meat Juicers? I'm here with my boy, Michael. He's going to tell you a little bit about himself. Um, this is the episode, All Things God, and I thank you for hanging in there with me. I'm still trying to find my voice through all of this, but I do like doing a podcast and I'm really enjoying it. All right, Mike, you want to go ahead and tell the listeners yeah. about yourself a little bit? Sure. Yeah, um, Ginger and I, we work together. It's, it's been almost a year now since we, since we left, um, it's, it's kind of crazy how fast time goes by. But uh, that's the truth. But me and so, so it's crazy. So I mean, you and I we worked together for a while, and uh, we had a lot of really, really good, really deep conversations. Have <laughs> uh, that's how we, that's how we you know connected. Well, I mean, as far as who I am, I'm just me. <laughs> I, I I'm, a, I'm a military retiree, um, and uh, I have a master's degree in theology. So I like all the God stuff. It's like my passion, my interest. Um, so uh, I got a couple kids and a beautiful wife, and, uh, and I live in the small town of Blanchester. So I guess not a little bit about me. And Mike, he was one of those other people that uh, God had put in my path without me even knowing it. Um, this is way, Mike, this is this is way before I started pulling out the chair, but it was pretty funny. When I started pulling out that chair to sit down and talk to God, it was probably around about the same time Mike was coming in on the job and Mike didn't know that. So I put that as, it was it was pretty coincidental. It, it was pretty weird, but coincidental when that happened. And, um, Mike, uh, another thing too, I'm, like you said, some of the talks we had, I wish we had a recorder and recorded some of those conversations. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's one of the reasons why we're wanting to do this, because, I mean, we had so many good conversations, the thought kind of come up like, they was like, man, I need to do a podcast, because we have so many good conversations that someone else should hear it, you know? Yeah, so I mean, whoever's listening, I hope you get a chance to hear you know, all the stuff that Adrian puts out, because he's one of those dudes, man, that, I mean, you got a ton of interests, you have a ton of knowledge and experience, and you're not, like, one-sided about stuff. Like, you you think, you know what I mean? And uh, and, and, and Adrian's interested in a lot of different things. I mean, from, from, from God to wrestling to politics. I mean, you name it. I mean, you got a lot of good stuff, Adrian, you know? I'm glad you talked about the good stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know what, man? We all got bad stuff. We all got bad things happening in our, in our lives. We talk about that stuff, too, so that's all good. I, I hope some of the bad stuff and, into your podcast, because some of the bad stuff will help people, you know? And for all the listeners on this podcast, on this particular episode, I'm going to do something special. I'm going to come out with a lot of my bad stuff some stuff i had to challenge myself with that to change a little bit so if you're listening to this episode yeah you're gonna learn a lot about me and this is gonna probably be the first and last time all right that's all good all right honesty is good man honesty is good yes it is yes it is my brother here we go now you know i don't usually write down questions but i did write these questions down um, the first question, when was your very first encounter with God? What is, what incident that you go you went through that make you say, there has to be a God? You know, um, there's, two, there's two things that really stand out. And when I, 
my grandma's house. My grandma, man, my grandma Ryan, I mean, mm-hmm. she was really in tune with God. I mean, I miss her so bad. I mean, yeah, she she died several years ago now, and I I still miss her a lot. But um, I was at your grandma, grandpa Ryan's house, and just kind of playing out in the yard, and I felt like um, I think I heard that God's voice as a little kid, and I don't remember what he said, but I just remember something weird as I'm playing outside. I, I was like. But thank God was letting me know that he exists. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I, I assume that that happened before the next thing, but um, again, I'm four, and, uh, and, I, and I went to this church, and the First Baptist Church in uh, Milford, and um, I was going to school on a church bus, or not church, I was going to church on a church bus, and uh, my parents didn't even go, and they told me about Noah, of all things. And they did this like, little connection thing, Daydream, where they're like, uh, you know, the rainbow is like a promise that God gave us that he would never flood the world again. And and God made us other promises, like Jesus, you know? And then when they told me about, about that, they told me about Jesus and what Jesus did for me and dying on the cross, you know, to forgive me of my sins. And if I would just pray and ask him to forgive me, he would. You know, and that just to invite Jesus into my heart to save me or into my life to save me. And so I, I prayed that prayer with him and I meant it. And that was another big experience in my life as a little kid. And no joke, dude, like, I, that, that day I went home and I told my mom and dad about it, right? Right. And when I told my mom and dad about it, it, was, it happened to be a day in April, so it must have been around my fifth birthday. But um, it was a day in April and there was a, a rainbow. And so huh. I told mom and dad all this story on this thing <laughs> I about as a tiny little dude. I'm telling my parents about it, and I get to show them the rainbow outside. That's beautiful. So, I mean, those are those are a couple. Those are a couple really good early experiences. I have some other experiences later, but those are the experiences I remember, like as a little guy. You know, that is truly beautiful. That's crazy, man. The way God works is crazy. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, here's the here's one that you knew about that most people didn't know about. Um, back then, you know, I was living in the hood, living kind of wild. I was in love with this female. Her mom is hard for her mom to accept me because I was, you know, I was hood. I was one of the bad boys. So I changed for for this for this girl. I changed my life. Um, I got me a, I, I got some things going for myself and and, and everything. And um, no, let let me take that back. I got to pull back. I got to pull back. Pull back. It, you know, it was a different female, but I didn't change my life. Things started going hectic. So, at one at this point, I denounced the man upstairs. I denounced him. I said I don't da 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 da, and I I just yeah I just I just denounced him. Now in the midst of this, right, I was over. I was staying with a family member, and somebody and one of their relatives came over with two females, and one of them was for me. And we did our thing. And after we did our thing, just met this chick, right? Just met this chick. After we did our thing, she's like, I love you. I'm like, so? I was like, I, and then she hugged me even harder. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I just told you, like, and you you want to love me because I told you, and I told you so? And I was just, it was just, and then a lot of other things happened to me that, um, that caused me just to just 
say F life and stuff. Now, now, let me fast forward it. It was this chick I liked. I seen her in eighth grade. Like, but I'm in ninth grade when all this stuff happened. But I seen her in it was seventh or eighth grade. Sixth or seventh grade seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember. But it was ninth grade when all when I denounced God and all of that. I seen her in seventh or eighth grade walk past. Something told me she's gonna be yours. You know, I'm like, I'm like, nah, that's that's just me talking to to myself, right? So get in the ninth grade, you know, denounce God and all of that. I bump into that girl, nervous as heck, and uh, I said, uh, I said, all right, God, let's see what you're gonna do. I tried to talk to her. It was cool. I was like, wow, she is, you know, we started talking, we started dating and stuff like that. And it started hitting me thinking, I was like, I want to do right. So I went to apply for a job. Now, this is where things get weird. Haven't had no callback from the job or anything. I said, all right, God, you want to show me you exist? Make that phone ring right now. Just like that. I had I was like, hold on, what's going on here in my head? Just like that. I picked it up. It was the job. Said you're hired, you start this day. From that point wow. on, I told myself I cannot I might be mad at him, but I never denounce him. That was one of the wildest moments of my life for him to show that he exists. You know what, Adrian, here's the thing that's cool about that though. I think that's real. I think there's a lot of people that that they go to church and they play the church game and they hear this the, your story and they're like oh my goodness Adrian denounced God this is terrible but here's the thing if you have a real relationship with someone there are times you have ups and downs I mean I've been mad at you you've been mad at me I mean you know that, that's, that's how things work you know and sometimes you get so mad at someone you tell them that, like I want nothing to do with you <laughs> you know what I mean I definitely like, do like I get it but if you have a real relationship with God, there are times you're like, dude, what are you doing, God? What is wrong with you? I mean, there are times we like that. And I think that's real. And the fact that you said that you had that moment, and then you moved on, and then said, like, God, okay, I'm going to give you another chance, and then he follows through. That's a real relationship. You know? and, and anybody that scoffs at that, anybody that says you shouldn't have done that, then, then maybe they need to check themselves and think, do they have a real relationship with God? You know? I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, some people think they do. And what I mean by think, that it ain't the fact that they that God don't have a relationship with them, but their actions and, and how they perceive, to yeah. me, challenge their relationship because when when you and when when things are not going right that's when you that's when you lose the re, that's when people feel like they lost the relationship with God but people got to remember we all going to be tested ain't none of us everybody on this earth been tested even even oh. Jesus come on by the devil everybody and i i, I re, and i i you know what i tell anybody that don't that don't believe, asking, asking for something, not not like a million dollars and stuff like that, asking for that small, unbelievable miracle of, but make it 
where it can be coincidental. Here's an example. Um, walking outside and meet a local famous news reporter or something like that. That's really in your heart. And when that happens, then what you're going to do? Are you going to say it's coincidental? Hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, now I'm going to go to the next question. This one's going to be good. Have you ever seen the devil or the demon inside somebody? <laughs> no, that's a good question. Um, so I don't want to like get too specific because where I live and stuff, you know, it's not what people guess who people are. But I will tell you that um, I've grown a lot in the last few years. You know that, Adrian. Like, and, and, and honestly, you're one of the reasons why because you, you push me, you ask me questions, you make me think. <laughs> oh, 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 you don't think you made me so, think? <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I read this book while I, while I was thinking about stuff. Because you talk about ghosts and demons and stuff. So you pushed me. And so I read this book called The Origin of Satan by uh, Elaine Pagels. And she makes a convincing argument about about Satan not even being real. That it being more of a story about how Satan is the accuser. Um, a, a metaphor, or, or he could be actually an angel that is more like a, like a, a lawyer, like a prosecutor kind, kind of idea. So, like, I read all this stuff, and for a while, I'm like, yeah, I think she's right, you know? And then, so, Deidre and I are talking about this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and then, lo and behold, something happens. I think I told you about this, Deidre. Um, I'm at a local, uh, the place where we go shopping, I don't want to name it because again, too much specific could be bad. Yeah, you told me, but but go ahead and tell the story. But <laughs> but like you said, well, keep it keep it low key. Yeah, so I see this dude that we didn't get along too well in high school, right? And um, I actually wished I've never wished ill for anyone, but it was such a bad situation as a kid. I like I hope that he get his. You know what I mean? And I'm not normally like this, but there's one person in my life that I felt that way. It's this guy. So I see this guy in the store, and uh, I look into. And first off, he's not doing well. Um, he's doing. He's not doing well. I'll just put it that way. And he's not okay. Um, and, I, and I and I lock eyes with him, and there was something else there. Now look, I'm telling you all the story. That when this happens, I was at a point where like, you know what? I don't think demons are real. I'm not sure if Satan's real. Maybe he's a metaphor. Oh wow. So I'm feeling like this, and then I, then I witnessed this thing, like, and it, it reminds me of, like, because I'm a big geeky Star Wars fan, like, it reminds me of, like, when a dude kind of turns to the dark side, and you see that thing in his eye, like, their eyes turn, like, yellow or red or something, like, yeah. you see there's something behind them, something evil, like, it's not that this dude's eye color changed, but, like, there was something else there, um, and, 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 and then it switched, and, and, and then it's like he, this, this guy was back into his own eyes, and so it was a weird moment where something took control for a second. So yeah, Adrian, I, I sometimes experience Trump's logic and reading and reasoning and degrees and stuff. Um, I, I do think there are demons. I do think there is a Satan, and uh, I believe that because I've seen it. And and I, again, I, I didn't want to. I, I've done this study to prove otherwise. But I can't, I can't deny what I saw. You know? Right. And like I told you, uh, when me and uh, the person I was with, we ain't getting, when we was about to go our, our separate ways, I fought because I seen 
I didn't see her. I seen something. And it's not like the person's face like turns into this wicked monster and you see like these teeth and and horns and all of that. You see something, but it's hard to describe it. But you but your soul lets you know it's not it's not holy. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you Right. That's not what this is. This is this is not something that you just see with your eyes. You almost see it with your soul. You're absolutely you right. You look into a person's face and you're like, oh snap! But but there's no question. No question. You, see, you know it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I believe. I mean, I, again, my logic, my mind doesn't want to believe it. My mind says, you know, that that I can see the metaphor. You know, and I, I can see a scripture. I can see how some of these things can be misinterpreted. It, all that, you know, and I and I can see how, like, when Jesus, when he when he when he healed demon possessed people, that that could be Jesus healing someone with a mental illness. Like, and that's just what they called it. I get it. I understand it, and I and I believed it for a while. <laughs> but dude, when you see it, yeah, you can't go back and say that you don't believe it when you see it. Like, oh snap! Well, there it is. Yeah, you know. And I and I pray and I pray that people that haven't seen it don't see it because it it lets you know there is something else out there, and it truly is. Now I'm gonna turn this question. It's gonna be kind of funny. It's gonna be kind of bright. You know how I feel about it, but I'm gonna ask you: Do you believe in okay. ghosts? Oh man. Okay. Um. <laughs> see, if you don't like answers that are that are between yes or no, you like yes or no answers. <laughs> So that means you're going to go ghost hunting with me? smart you I can't get mad you like nope you might well just say nope I, I can't get mad at that I respect that <laughs> nah nah you playing it you playing it smart you saying no I can't get mad at you like that all right here we go the other question 
What person in the Bible you relate to? As you already know, I relate to David because of my past and future actions. Like I love now that God did that did that other moment for me and one currently. You know, I love him so. I praise him. I, I listen to T.D. Jake, Steve Faraday. I can't pronounce that man's name for anything. Yeah. Um, Joe Osteen and all that. But you know, too, yeah. where where we different at is that if somebody hits you, you'll turn the other cheek like Martin Luther King. Where me, you hit me, I'm going to try to break your damn jaw. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, David's a great story for you, I think, because David did make some very dark mistakes that he was made to but um but he bounces back you know and 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 he's a guy that yes he's a strong guy yes he's a warrior but he's passionate you know and he, and he loves you know and he loves god and he listens to god and, and sometimes he makes bad mistakes but he always gets back on his feet again like he's a story of a failure and redemption and sometimes it's over and over again. And, but that's, that's who we are as people. And I think that's a really good story for you. Um, but for me, I kind of identify with, with John. Um, I love reading his, his, his work. Um, I love reading um, you know, the, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. I'm not completely sold that he's the author of Revelation because it doesn't have the same tone as the rest of John's works. Um, it might be, but I'm not sure. But the reason why I like John and I identify with John is he's a deep theological thinker. If you look at what they call, they do, we call them the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. When you compare it to John, John's out in left field. And <laughs> <laughs> as you know, I'm a bit out there in left field too. I mean, all these other gospels are like, all right, so let's talk about like the genealogy of Jesus or the birth of Jesus and and John's like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm like, oh, snap. I mean, he's talking about the foundation <laughs> of the universe. Well, other folks are talking about the birth of a baby, you know? Right. So I love I love how John writes his gospel as a theological masterpiece. But part of his theology, man, is, is love. He dives deeper into who Jesus is and, and, and Jesus' love for people than the others. And then, and then he does the same thing in, in his letters, uh, first, second, third John. He's like, he takes that into like an application. Like, I know that there are people that are heretics and Gnostics and stuff, and that they're saying some crazy things, and I'll correct that. But listen, children, he loves to call them children, you know, love people. And he tells them that God is love. What a statement. <laughs> you know? We it, hear that God um, has wrath, but we never hear that God is. Yeah. It, right. We, we hear things. We hear things that God, um, you know, that God is justice. He got not that He is justice, but God is just. But we never get like a statement saying that, that is who He is, or just that He acts that way. But saying that God is not just that God is loving. God is love. That's a huge statement that says to me that attribute is at the very top of all God's attributes. And John gets it. And that's kind of how I am. I get that wavelength that John's on. So I, I would say that John is, he's my dude, you know? Okay. John's my guy. If I related to anybody, it's that guy. And like I said, uh, I could see you when the prison doors open up, you still sitting in jail yeah. where it was me. Shoot. <laughs> I'm out the door. Out Thank you, God. 
Let's, let's, let's get going. <laughs> yeah. if, if that was... Hey, you know, another one, Adrian, that I think all of us can, can relate to a bit, too. Mike David is Peter. Oh, yeah. Peter, Peter's a guy that, like, when he's up, he's up, and when he's down, he's down. Like, you know, when Jesus is, you know, getting arrested, he's the one that's out there with the sword, trying to chop dude's head off, <laughs> and get his ear. You know, like, he's out there. Like, I've got your back, Jesus. I'm the dude. And then when Jesus gets arrested, it like up, up. Like, we're awesome. We're with, we're with God. When things are good, we're good, you know? Right. We're expected to perform. We're there. But then when things get bad, when Jesus is arrested, <laughs> you know, Peter's like, I don't even know who this guy is. And, like, the, the, the kind of alludes to, like, he even said, like, a curse word, like, in that day. So, like, imagine Jesus, <laughs> Peter's following Jesus, <laughs> and he's a tough guy. Like, I'm all about it. And then Jesus gets arrested. And then people approach Peter and like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's Peter's story. And I think we have some of that too. And another thing about Peter, Adrian, that I think is really just funny is the name Peter. I mean, that wasn't his given name. His name was Simon. But Peter's like means and Petros, which means rock, right? So Jesus goes around calling this guy rock. And I can imagine, I, I imagine Jesus was having a sense of humor, you know? I imagine at the beginning, it's like, come here, rock. Come as a rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, after all said and done, you know, Jesus reigns from the dead, and he has this moment with Peter. But then he flips it on him. I imagine this being a gentle teaching moment. You know? And like, come here, dumb. Come here, rock. You dumb rock. Come here. <laughs> He's like, I'm on you. You know? But listen to me. Upon this rock, I will build my church. I can imagine Peter going like, oh, snap. Like, it's no longer a joke. It's no longer a derogatory nickname. All of a sudden, he flips the script and he's like, oh, you're, you're my foundational rock. You're not just some dumb rock like I messed with you, dude. You are the rock in which I'll build my church. And I, I just see that in all of us. I see us having our ups and our downs, but, but I think Jesus has a lot of value placed in all of us. That we are capable of so much. You know what? I I totally agree. And here's where stuff might get messy in my past situation. Another part I'm gonna put out there is um when we when I was at work, you know what I talked about. You know how I felt. Yeah. You know how I felt what went on when I was running for city council and all of that. Some people knew before I was running for city council, um I wanted to change because I wasn't, I was an okay person. I was a hustler. I was a full-fledged hustler, hustling. The, and there's some things that I, I knew I needed to change after after an event happened. And, uh, yeah. and I had to pull the chair out. And I pulled the chair out and started talking to God. And when me and the other person broke up, oh, it was so much pain. Yeah. But... I, I, I look at it as it was a separation of journey because I knew I had to fulfill something and I wasn't fulfilling it. And two, I came to God. I came to God again. I came to God to fix me and everything around me. Now, God give us free will. So he won't literally force a person to change but he will right. give them the insight to change. 
in the sea change. And sometimes he will give the insight not to see change, as in David and Saul. You know, um, yeah. Um, yeah. He, evil came upon Saul. Um, so with that being said, you know, it hurts. It hurts dearly. But um, it was a path that um, I was hoping that we could both take, but we couldn't take because I, I came to God and that person... When we used to talk, they used to say, oh, now you holy and didn't die. No, it's not. I will make it clear as day. They didn't want me to go down to Illinois. I went down to Illinois, prayed with somebody. And after that moment, my life has changed. Now, if you don't believe me, here's 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 the David part coming out. Fuck you. Because God can change you. Instant. God can change you instantly if you ask. It don't have to be a year. It don't have to be a month. It don't have to be a day. It don't have to be 24 hours. That stuff can happen instantly. Now, when that happened, I went out. <laughs> I, I went to a bar. Drunk some a, a can of Coke at a bar. <laughs> and then went to the then went to um, um, a liquor store. Got some liquor. Um, didn't even drink it. Then went to another bar, had a shot. That was it. That was it. And I, cause I felt something changing in my life right then and there. And and from that point, it's been a wild ride. Um, a lot of people, yeah. Do I still got a lot of old, a lot of, is there a little bit of old me in there? Yeah. Cause I, I hustle. I hustle. And what I mean by hustle, I'm not just talking about like selling drugs and all of that. I'm talking about making money legally yeah. but the way well, it's hard, made right yeah and i admit i it, it's not it's not illegally it's just some things people will frown upon but i believe in here everybody know i'm a modern democrat i call myself a kennedy democrat but because i have some conservative values and my conservative yeah. part is plain and simple get it how you can without jeopardizing your freedom and if you limit your, yourself to making money that's on you that's on you that's that's your integrity your moral standpoint you gotta you gotta you gotta attend with the how you make your money where i have to attend with it and that's when i realized with everything i was going through there's some route that i could have went but there was some routes that god didn't want me to because it can mess up my future that he had in store for me. And that's yeah. where I'm at today. You know what, Andrew, that, that's something that reminds me. Like, I got a problem. Not with you, but like in general. Everybody got a problem like, with me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all got problems. <laughs> right? No, but like for real, like, all right, so you, you make money in one way or another. And then like some Christian wants to go out and judge you and, and start talking bad about you and expend their energy about what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what we were called to do. I mean, Jesus really, when he says something that, that's, that's important, he says, you know, if you've got a speck, sorry, just a speck in your eye, well, get it out first before you go and get the, you know, it actually says if you got a beam in your eye, get that out before you go get the speck out of your brother's eye. The point is, like, fix you first. Like, people don't need to be judging you Daydream, but they don't even be judging you they need to be judging themselves you know 
Look, we only put on this earth for so long. I mean, I, I think our journey is a lot of, lot of, you know, introspection. It's all, a lot of us, you know, our relationship between, you know, ourselves and God. We can't fix every individual, man. We, we, we have no business spending all of our time judging everybody else. True. So if someone else is doing something that you don't like, you ain't going to change them. Why don't you work on the things that you need to change, you know? That's, so that's, like, that's what I'm at, like, we may agree, we may disagree with things that you're doing, but that's between you and God. I got stuff I got to fix, <laughs> you know? I, I have I have problems. I spend too much money. I'm, I'm too materialistic. Before I go judging you for what you do, I need to work on my sin. Does that make sense? That makes absolutely... I, I, that, I think that's where all of us need to be. That, and we that, need to work on us before we go judging others. And that's where I totally agree with you. I'm right there with you. Our mind frame is is like right there on that same level on that. That uh you know, we can we can tell somebody that we feel that they're not making the best uh, move in life or they or they or suggest them to do this, but to criticize them on it while we got our other little things we need to fix. That, that's something else that's that's wrong and then that's where I agree with you on we need to work on our we need to work on ourself more as an individual instead of you know we can always see the fault in the other person but not the fault in ourself right amen preach it brother <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah hey so, so and I want let listeners know if you let me in on alright I got a list of questions so I want to see what you think next before I respond because um, we talked about psychics. Like, mm-hmm. is it just from God? Like, what is it? First, I, I want to hear what you think, but this is really interesting. So, I want to hear what you think. About psychics? Yeah, what do you think about psychics? I mean, is it get from God? Is it, is it fake? Is it real? How does that work? Well, from my experience right now, I uh-huh. think they have a gift. And what I and the reason why I take that is that I think all of us have gifts and like to be CEOs, to be inventors and all like and everything like that. However, they have a different gift. Do all psychics have it? Do everybody that call themselves have a psychic have it? No. There are some divine ones, like there are some divine reverends and preachers. So yes, I do believe there are people with spiritual gifted powers and the one that I'm going to give her a shout out, Sylvia, out there at um, um, Trader's World. A lot of things she said to me came to pass, but she said them not precise because of um, she didn't want me to ruin the path of how I was going to go attaining it. You know what I mean? Like if I told you. Yeah, gave you more of a direction than specifics. Right. And when you attempt to give specifics, sometimes you mess with like if I said, Mike, you're gonna win the play the Powerball Saturday, and you're gonna win it, but I didn't give you the numbers like that. Like yeah. the, the numbers you play, you're gonna win. But if I told you the num, if I told you, if I told you the numbers, then you would be like, okay, I might, I know, I might need to play this number. What numbers are they? Or this and that. You know what I'm saying? It'd be more, yeah. yeah it, it's more like, like. You know, you need to play it how you play it and not second guess it. And yeah, there's um um there's another here's another breakthrough. Uh oh, here we go. 
this is how I knew I really changed. Um, um, when I when the one time when um, I went to go go see the, go see Sylvia, she has this dog, and this is before um, I start pulling out that chair. <laughs> her dog, her dog didn't used to come to me or anything. I think he even growled at me one time, and um, I told her about a name I was hearing, <laughs> and she said. That name sounds demonic. No crap. Okay. Now, after I start pulling out the chair and, and and coming to God and all and everything, the dog come up to me, want me to hold him and everything. <laughs> like, this is crazy. It literally, it literally seen me walking and it like like she had it on a leash, but she wasn't holding on to the leash. It jumped up and ran towards me and everything, like in a good way. So, yeah, it's so I do believe in. So I do believe you in psychics. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Now it's yeah, your turn. On, on, on my side, I haven't. Had, well, actually, actually, I get to that. But, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the psychiatric ward, and and it's Yeah, with it's the, kind of like a big part of his story. Like the pharaohs. Right. I do. Talk to God about it. I do. And this, 
It, it, I now, do. In this now, 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 I got, now I got to tell you how that that's like the theological side of the danger. That's like the theology steps, right? Now, personal experience wise, God is doing stuff with me recently that is opening my eyes. Because keep in mind, dude, I come from being a Baptist. I'm not really a Baptist anymore, but I come from that world where a lot of those guys are like, no, <laughs> like God doesn't do these dreams and visions and. You know, speaking in tongues and all this stuff. That's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> recently, recently, I had an experience in school. I think I told you about this. I, I, I'm going to a more of a Pentecostal kind of persuaded school now. They're not full-blooded Pentecostal, but they kind of lean that direction. Um, it's a recent university. And um, so I had a class about spiritual formation. And one of the things that they, they did towards the end of the class is they said, hey, Write a letter to yourself from God. Yeah, you took. That's a really weird assignment, right? Um, so I prayed about it. And I took it very seriously. <coughs> Adrian, I'm not kidding you. God spoke to me and, and gave me the words to write on the page. Like it really was a letter from God to me. That's not. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to having that kind of vision and, and God speaking that way. Recently, just a couple weeks ago, no. Last week it was. I had something like that again. I had a role where I was at church. I went to a meeting with the staff there. Now last time I spent some time in prayer and God gave me a vision that that's very in depth, that's more of a dream, that I still don't exactly know what it means. And I wrote it down so I can look at it again because it was very complex. So God does that kind of stuff. And I'm seeing it more in my own life that God really does some weird and crazy things like that. So, I know I'm, I'm sorry for talking so much, Adrian, but, but, but what I'll say with this is I don't like to limit God. If God wants to do visions and God wants to tell people the future, if he wants to do all those things, then God can do what he wants. I don't limit that, you know? I so, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting that down at all. I completely... My only thing is just be, only is be careful. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, I, I am. I completely understand. And the only and the reason why I'm saying about this psychic, she 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 recognized God. She recognized angels. And I haven't heard nobody of the enemy who will recognize God. I mean, they yeah. they know he exists. I mean person, but they won't they don't want you to recognize him. Because if you don't recognize him, then you'll stay as believing that they don't exist. You see what I'm saying? Sure. But uh, absolutely. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah. That letter, man. You have. I, I, I'm okay. I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna be a. Um, they might call me a little. A little man boy. But yeah, you kind of had me teary eyed when you was telling me that letter, man. Because, because you, because that showed me that the relationship that you have with him, and it was just so powerful, so powerful. And I just happy to hear. It. I was just so happy to hear it. And woo! Well, God, God, God is working with me, and, and uh, that's something that I'm really obviously happy about. That um, new things are God is God is unveiling new things for me. And I think right now in my personal life, and, and here's I guess the something for your listeners to kind of uh, thinking about God and spirituality is that we're always growing. You know, and like. Yeah, I got a master's degree in this stuff. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know? I have a 
Oh, let me let me um let me jump in on that. I agree with you, and that's why I used to have a hard time letting people go because I had to grow and realize who I was with certain individuals and to ask for their forgiveness because I was immature and things like that. And people couldn't realize why I didn't let a lot of people go in my life. And that's and that took me time to realize it because I had to I had to grow and I didn't want to lose those people who was mature than me. They were just mature and they handled things differently than me. And I didn't want to let them go because they was good people. I was the bad person. But I wasn't always the bad person. Let me let me make that clear. I don't want to seem like I'm this this villain. And real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, my church, Bridge of Hope, and Pastor Dallas because um, how I got there that was that was God at work. Um, I was going. Um, I got movie pass. Oh, see, they even paying me to mention this. But anyway, I got I had movie pass. And it, I wanted to go see a movie, but it wasn't showing on my side of town. It was showing on the other side of town. So I said, "All right, I'm gonna get up and go and go check out and go on check out the movie." Oh, uh, here's where here's something that nobody don't know, and it's just coming on here. So I'm going over there. I see this chick walking, uh, you know, and I see her from a distance. Like I don't think I'm gonna go talk to her, right? So pull up, talk to her, start talking to her. She, you know, seeing that she's and then uh, you know what my whole attitude changed towards her because she was walking and she was pregnant so I so I went ahead and dropped her off because I didn't want her walking and she was cool about it and everything you know I'm like wow this is weird so <laughs> I dropped her off oh so I'm headed I'm headed up there to the show now this is all happening I'm headed to the show right and then I get in there and I buy my ticket going I see this dude Named Skinny Pete. Well, Skinny Pete ain't skinny. He a big boy. He's a wrestler, but he's a bodyguard for the church. I didn't know that. So it's like I was about to go in there, like, whoa. Oh, he's like, whoa. They having church? Like they having church? Like, yeah, that's where they the kids be, you know, and and out there. So I'm like, what kind of church is this? Bridge of Hope. Da da da. They're telling me about Pastor Dallas and all of that. So you need to come to it. I said, I'll check it out, you know. And you know, I said, you know, saying to be cordial and everything. So. You know what? Some said, keep your word. So I said, and it was just on my mind. It was on my mind. So next Sunday I go and I ain't gonna never forget this man. His name Tracy. And uh um and Miss Thelma and, and all the people there, they gave me so much love. Mike, I never had that much love going through a church door. Never. Nice. Never. They was remembering my name. And you know, my name ain't easy to remember. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, Pam? I'm like, uh, so what's so, up? But they remember my name. And Pastor Dallas, his preaching, here's what his preaching, he, he loved, he reminds me of, of you on steroids. Cause he loved the Bible so much. And his energy and his love for, um, praising God was just, on another level, um, on another level, I invited my neighbor. She likes the church. She's like, yes, Pastor Dallas is something else. And his um, wife, she got a voice. She 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 could go. She got a voice. And I, I just love it. And I was thinking, God, and here's the biggest thing, the biggest thing that, that I, I love the most. And I'm getting choked up on it. 
my son went to um, church with me, and you know, he went to the kids section. When everything was done, he was like, Dad, can we come back? I love learning that's about good. God. That's good. That, that was... Yeah. That was that was it for me right there. Well, that, dude, that's that's it because I, I, I'm leaning towards children ministry myself, and I'm seeing. I used to think that that uh, that was like not a big deal. It's adult ministry is where it's at. Just the, the junior varsity team, you know, as one of those kids. And then I'm realizing, no, no, kids of the future. Now, I mean, no, we're, we're recording this on Martin Luther King Junior Day, right? Right. Um, and. Like it makes me think, you know, my kids are the future. And, you know, and I'm a white guy, right? I guess so. Are you? Are you? Are you white? Yeah. Or are you an alien? <laughs> I'm. The jury's still out. I figured I tell, I figured I tell you, you listeners, they don't know. I mean, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, you know, I'm a white guy and I have white kids. He he says he's white. He says he's white, but if you meet him, you'll think he's extraterrestrial. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, I mean, for real though, like, we have racial division in this country, and it's not good. I mean, we have, a, I mean, most people are cool, but then, like, there are just a few people that are just messing things up, but, but my kids, and this, their generation, is going to be a generation that either makes it worse, or makes it better, and I think it's really important that with kids' ministry, that we help bring up this generation to make things better, not make things worse. So I, I really believe that children's ministry, dude, is where it's at. It's so important. If your kid is going to church, Adrian, and say, can I come back? That is good news. Because that means that they're pouring into that kid. You know, they're building relationships. That is fantastic, you know? That is awesome. Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, The kids is going to, I think the kids are going to actually make it better i i really think so and yes and this is the thing i don't get about okay i'm glad you brought that up here, here here's where things things gonna get kind of crazy look they need my mentor got me this told me to check out this book called the many races people need to realize we've been mixing since the dawn of time and that ain't nothing but the devil is, is I mean one of the queens in England was mixed. Look at the one of look at the the um the one of the princes now. Um, their yeah. baby gonna be yeah. mixed. Is is re is ridiculous. You gotta understand geography. If you're up north, your ancestors up north in Europe, you're not gonna survive with. Wooly hair and 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 and, and dark skin. Let's, I'm just gonna be real. So yeah. wherever you at, your body, your your guy had it where your body just adapts to it. It just don't make sense, and it's been proven fact, proven fact that yeah, um, everybody originated from Africa, but everybody from Africa was not black in the beginning and it just kills me this racism this racism crap man it just it it it, it, it i don't i don't get it i just don't get it what you gonna do be racist and still think you get into heaven if you are racist and you believe in hell where you what you what you think oh no you think oh no we got too we got too many people well, up mean, in here you know, i mean think of it this way think of it this way god created by that fact that he is the creator of all of us, 
we are his offspring, so to speak. We are his kids. If you hate one of his kids, what do you think God thinks about that? And, and if you if you hate like an, an entire race of his kids, what do you think God thinks about that? Oh, no. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it a little bit further. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the subject and take it a little bit further. Now, sure. Now we believe that God put all our leaders in office, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna take it about Donald Trump. I sure. I respect. I you know what we is I look at it as a football team. My team didn't win, but I don't hate the man. And I don't think I I know he's in there for a reason. And if you and if you think and if you think he shouldn't be in there, then you then what are you saying about God? Is he wrong? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So so back to what you were talking about the the um the the question with with races. What are you saying? If you had another race, God is wrong. That's yeah. like I don't like I don't like your kids, God. What? <laughs> yeah. See, that's. I, I, while you were while you were talking, I did find that letter. Oh, yeah, I found it. I found the uh, my son. Let me read this because I'm reading this letter that that like God gave me. I think it, it speaks not just to me. I think it can speak to to, to a lot of us. Please so, do. The floor is now yours. All right. And, and some of some of this you have to kind of know me to get, but that's all right. Um. So for me to you. October 10th, 2018. Michael. It's funny how you prefer that name. Can I call you Mike? Look. Breathe, Mike. Just breathe. It's okay. Just let it go. Let it out. Be with me. Do you know that I'm bigger than all this, right? I remember when you were just a child. I knew exactly what I had in mind. I told your grandma. She saw it. I see it. Do you? It's okay. You will have time. First, I need you to trust me. I know this winding path has roads, but enjoy the scenery. You'll get that later. Don't you know that I love you? You do, don't you? Why are you mad at me? Look beyond the moment, Mike. See it as I do. This moment is only a glimpse in time. Do you really think that your teary eyes in the public library will matter tomorrow, next week, next year? Look beyond with my eyes. I want what is best for you, even when you cannot understand what that is. The path I prepared for you is so I can use you. You needed this path so you can help others. I told you you'd get it later. But how can you help the wanderer when you have never wondered? How can you help the depressed without experiencing depression? How can you answer questions if you've never asked them yourself? How can you preach about trust if you've never had to trust me? I know, that would stung a little, Mike. You need each and every step, and no, we are not done walking. But you see glimpses of our, you will see glimpses of our destination soon. Again, trust me. And later, spoiler alert, when you experience more disappointment and pain, remember this. Trust me. It takes sanding to paint. It takes a groundbreaking to build. It takes micro tears to build a bicep. It takes death to have resurrection. So, yes, you will hurt again. 
mad about it. I forgive you. Look, I love you. You know I do. <laughs> Your beard looks nice. Do you like the white streaks I gave you? I do. Love me. So that's the uh, that's the letter that, that God gave me, and I hope that that for any of you guys listening and you too, Adrian, that uh, that little thing that God gave me, I hope that you can use it too. I hope that you know that God knows the path that's in front of you. God knows the difficulties that you're going through. God sees the pain that you're enduring, and, and, and he loves you through it. He's hoping you get through because what God wants is for us to learn through the pain. Pain is worthless unless we learn from it. But unfortunately, the way that we are is we learn through pain. So my prayer for you, Daydrian, my prayer for you all as listeners is that you may learn through the pain that God has given you and emerge from it better and victorious, like David. You, you emerge from it a change. That's my prayer for y'all. And thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, brother. And I'm glad to have Mike on here. Mike is truly, he he's he's been truly um one of them people that that made me think and boy, and he had challenged he had challenged what I he had challenged some of my some of my decisions, and I used to hate that. I try to find every loophole against it, and and he'd be able to plug up those loops and. And then I have, then I have to, and people who know me, oh my God, when I'm not, when I'm not a hundred percent correct, and I have to come back and tell the person they right, ah, oh man, oh man, I do it, but it, it, it it's painful. But I like to let a person know when they're right, they're right, and when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And, and my, I, I love having, I love having you along on this journey, man. So you're, you're definitely a, a spark of hope and energy and motivation. I love you too, brother. Love you too. And hey, so that'll wrap this up with Mike. Um, Mike, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, sharing your story. And the people that heard a little bit about me, whoo! Now you know some of my some of my bones in my closet, but all of them ain't coming out. I'm just gonna let y'all know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping the skull in there. Y'all ain't gonna see the skull. Y'all don't even see the foot bone. Y'all ain't gonna see the skull. All right, that'll do it for us. Mike, thank you for coming on. Of course, next time we got to do this um, live in person. And, yeah, and, I agree, I agree. And listeners, maybe we can do this live in person after we after I convince Mike to go ghost hunting with me. All right? <laughs> no, just, okay. All right, take care, Mike. I see you. All right.